Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast for Ahsoka. My name's Dan, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Ed. Hello there. And Noma. Hello there. How's it going, guys? Pretty sweet. Which game has you guys uh, losing all of your time? Oh, this week. Too many. <laughs> too many. I am a, I am a terrible juggler. Uh, the dexterity is there, but the time is not. Um... <laughs> Nods nah, between Baldur's Gate and Starfield. Oh man! Be... And with the new PC, it's a lot easier to to jump in those and enjoy oh, it. Oh, it's it's been fantastic. I can imagine. I'm I'm just having I'm running everything minimum high, dip into ultra here and there. You Which know, one would be your highlight of the week? That's not fair. That's like, that's like, that's like choosing your, your favorite child, yeah. Yeah, that's like asking which child's your favorite. Yeah. That's not fair because Baldur's Gate's a lot of fun, but I just started playing Starfield yesterday, so it's just oh, like, it's been one day. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's it's only been one day, so it's just like all of that. Everything's day, fun. Yeah, everything's. I new. had planned to be like when it hits this time, I will swap and go to a right. different one. But then things happened, and I was just like, <gasps> but wait. So yeah. I didn't end up playing much Baldur's Gate. That's but it, it's, I, I fully intend to go back at least today, maybe maybe Labor Day, because there's so much that I still have to see in that. And it's been, I've been having so much fun as a sorcerer. It's oh, been fun. Yeah. I've been that, evil well, laughing. Especially... I'm not evil, but I've been yeah. evil laughing like crazy. Especially, especially the sorcerer you chose, where you can be like, haha, spell and now fly. It made I wish I had saved a recording for that fight because it, it looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're gonna chase you around here and you're gonna die from it. Okay. Pew. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Wee! Oh, oh no! You you almost yeah. got me! Come on, catch a dragon! Come as on. opposed as opposed to my Eldritch Knight, who is far too heavy to fly, but is very good at making other people fly with Thunder Wave. <laughs> yeah. Making other people dead. Yeah. Nice. Hey, what, <laughs> just, oh, dude! There's been so many fights where I'm just like, "Will you survive an 80 foot drop?" No. Okay. <laughs> Can you beat my uh, strength modifier? Can you? Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and and I, I I'm gonna stop from going on to a Baldur's Gate tangent, but Eldritch Knight and Warlock both get the ability to bind their weapon to their hand. Ooh, so you, so you can't throw drop it. it. Auto returns. Well, you throw it, auto it returns. doesn't land. Yeah. So I there are so many times where like, I can't it, hit my Yeah. There are so many times where I can't hit my enemy, but my sword can. Both <laughs> <laughs> in range. But this is. Yeah. Exactly. Like, you know, Ranger. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of Darth oh Maul? Yeah. No, have you heard of Mjolnir? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And go, huh? <laughs> yeah. It's it's so much fun. Oh, I've also um, <laughs> managed to, I got, uh, only Ed or I guess people who have played this game will know, but I got Karlak to pick up a barrel that had a dead person inside it, and then she killed someone by throwing that barrel into them. <laughs> improvised weapon yeah, yeah that's good and and as a berserker uh you get any of your thrown attacks knock uh, knock people prone nice yeah so it was literally but like that was just icing on the cake but yeah just throwing barrels at people oh there's there's Donkey some great combos oh there, there's some crazy great shit you can do man it's yeah. been fun sounds like a good time um, 
Oh yeah, on my end, the prevailing, like, the connecting theme between Baldur's Gate 3 and Armored Core 6 can be summed up as dimes for crimes, <laughs> uh, which I've been enjoying very Christ much. Christ <laughs> Dirty deeds, done dirt cheap. Exactly. Filthy acts at an affordable cost. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. It's... Take your stands out of here right now, okay? <laughs> but we're not talking uh, about the, the, the third Baldur's Gate game. What are we talking uh, we'll about today? We'll save that for Fridays. We'll, tell you, we'll save that for Fridays. Today, we are discussing the events of Ahsoka, new show that's on Disney Plus, part three, Time to Fly. And we're going to discuss what happened, what may happen in future episodes, and how that might have some overarching theme for the whole series, and potentially into other series as well. So we're also looking for as many Easter eggs as we can find to see if any of those connections are there. And honestly... It's the third episode. Opinions are starting to form. Where will they lead? We'll find out. I'm sure yours are too. And if they are and you want to share some of those early thoughts with us, please, please get in contact with us. There's many ways to do so. No one's going to let you know a few. If you miss any of those, we will repeat them at the end of the episode. Absolutely. I can also tell how broken my brain is because you said time to fly and it auto-completed in my head to time for crimes. Mine <laughs> auto-completed to time f does fly. Because this episode was so fucking short. Yeah, oh, yes, yeah. so half an hour as opposed to the hour and forty-five minutes from before. Yeah, I mean, I was giving you the opportunity to say that for the synopsis, because like, yeah, it, it was short. It wasn't all that formative. We just we were able we to get from a point little A bit to more. point B. Mm. Yeah, it's a filler episode that wasn't a I filler. I feel like weird. we sprinted yeah. before, and now we did like a little hop. Yeah, you know. <laughs> There, there are some interesting Easter eggs Absolutely. and a couple that I've not that I want to flex, but I think that I'm in a position to have understood a couple of them. Is there a couple uh, of the ships? Then yeah, I think you are. The ships and the very beginning, where I was like, "Huh, this is like this is what you should have done with something that they did in Bo Book of Boba Fett." Um, oh, I'm excited to hear. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, but yeah, we'll get into that in a moment. Uh, first, as Ed said, there are a bunch of different ways to contact us. One of the easiest is our website, which is voiceoftheforce.com. Uh, we also have an email, which is connect at voiceoftheforce.com. On social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. All the handles are the same. That's at voiceforcepod. As always, retweeting and reposting our new episode tweets does help with growing our listener base that's very much appreciated uh you can listen rate review follow and subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, soundcloud spotify amazon music audible and all major podcast platforms reviewing us with five stars on comment does help with visibility and you can subscribe for free for latest episode as soon as it releases and now of course we're also on twitch that is twitch.tv slash voice force gaming uh for now that's mostly me uh and that is tuesdays at 10 p.m est um, me and a VTuber friend of mine, Roomba friend, are doing some co-op whatevers. Uh, right now, we are on Baldur's Gate 3. It's been a beautiful mess, uh, kind of watching. Uh, I'm taking a backseat because I'm much farther ahead in my playthrough. And watching, watching him uh, control the story. Fumble his way. He's doing a pretty good job. I'll, I'll give him that. But, uh, you know, there's been a couple deaths, but that's what scrolls of revivification are for. Um, but yeah, we are helping that. somebody up. Fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I may have accidentally killed an NPC because uh, when I encountered them, they were already dead. But when we encountered them, he wasn't. I was like, ah, he's already dead. Killed him. There was a little explosion of blood. And <laughs> Rumba goes, why did you kill him? I was like, he's dead. No, there's blood now. And I went, oh. oh. <laughs> well. 
So, you know, it's not like I'm perfect either. But that's, that's so funny. That's what makes this good gameplay. Uh, but yeah, and as well on Fridays and some Saturdays, depending on when, um, I am also on at 6 p.m. EST with the uh, Star Wars armor unit that I'm with, the 91st Mobile Reconnaissance Force. Uh, so we do armor operations. They're a lot of fun. Uh, I'm in armor. Uh, I don't know when this episode is coming out, but uh, the operation I did on Friday was a lot of fun. I, it's the most tank kills I've gotten in an operation so far uh yeah it nice. was it was it was kind of scary there's one point where we were freaking out i will probably try and clip that so that okay. nice. uh, people can see it whenever um but it, it's a lot of fun it's a lot of good people so if you're interested uh come by and take a look at that for the moment after those streams are over i will be swapping to armored core 6 to uh, do a little bit of dimes for crimes and uh, get some new equipment and pieces and uh, die against the bosses over and over again but uh yeah armor core 6 is so much fun i should make a quick show for youtube we'll like take all the vod's and like stitch them together uh well most of our vod's are gone already but no the the, the uh, clip sorry the ones that you clip yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. those those i've got a whole thing yeah we could we could do we a could definitely do that uh, a clip to show for the end of the year yeah yeah that about covers it for our little uh plug for how to contact us and what to watch so without any further ado let's get into the spoiler warning uh, as always yeah. <laughs> hey you're gonna be putting that in too i will but, i will uh, yeah so as always we're gonna be giving you a synopsis a quick synopsis as especially quick because this episode goes by pretty fast on everything that happens this episode we are then going to talk as if you watched the episode. So if you want to experience it yourself, stop here. Uh, go listen to the, the... Or go listen to... Go watch Ahsoka episode 3 and then come back. Yes, please. Uh, with that being said, that's your final spoiler warning. So, Ahsoka part 3. Time to fly. Set. Well, the writer for this episode is Dave Filoni, and the director is Steph Green. Uh, the episode starts with. I, I don't know what Ahsoka's ship is called. I just know it's the Jedi. Ooh, I can uh, pull it up in a second. Um, but we start with that in hyperspace, uh, and we get Sabine uh, being trained by Hu Yang, uh, doing, going through some basic strikes. Eh, eh, fair. Um, this is the part I was talking about where, like, they are using almost fake Japanese during it. Like, uh, Hu oh. Yang's saying, saying a bunch of, like, strike names and yeah. things like that. And almost all of them were made up words. There was one that wasn't, and I thought it was very Which funny one was because it? the word. Uh, Kaiji, he, no, no. He tells her to do the kire strikes. Oh, okay. Oh, cut. And, and kire in Japanese in Japanese means beautiful. And I was like, Wee. Oh. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure there's another uh, reference later because uh, basically they do the strikes. Uh, there is a very cool thing where afterwards, like. Hu Yang's weird training lightsabers light up and you can see every single strike yeah. that he went through. Here's your score. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And uh, he's like, you are perfectly uh, mediocre. And so they, they have a little bit of a back and forth. And uh, so Ahsoka tells Hu Yang, we should try uh, Zatochi form. 
And Huyang's like, no, it's way too early for that. And my mind immediately was like, is that a reference to Zatoichi? Yeah. Um, Zatoichi, for those who don't know, is a fairly famous... Um, it's a novel and a couple of movies and a TV series, but it's all about Zatoichi, the blind swordsman. Uh, mm -hmm. For anybody who's into more modern stuff, Zatoichi is the direct inspiration and reference for um, One Piece's Admiral Fujitora. Um, because they are both blind swordsmen who blinded themselves, well, depending on which interpretation of Zatoichi, blinded themselves so they wouldn't have to see the evils of the world anymore. Um, so it's like very on the nose. And then because, as we then see, Zatoichi practice is what Luke and Obi-Wan were doing in episode four with the helmet, you can't see anything. So I was like, okay, this is a little bit on the nose, blind swordsmen, blind training. I, I feel like that's what they were going for. Absolutely. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. So they, they kind of redo that scene from episode four, um, except this time it's Ahsoka trying to teach Sabine to let go and kind of tapping her with a not Bulken, uh, but they are wooden training swords. So, I mean, you know, I wonder if it's um, in the yeah, description right. of the episode of like what they're called. Yeah, I'd be curious because Bolkin saber. There you go. A wooden Bolkin saber. I mean, they yeah. haven't. Maybe that's what they call like the fans call it. I don't know, but oh, they use it in fair. Clone Wars apparently too. Okay, yeah, a Bolkin is literally just what you see in that episode. It's the wooden sword. It's not a Shinai. Shinai is the kendo wooden sword that's made out of bamboo bamboo, bamboo strips. Yeah, that's wrapped together with. Uh, cloth but yeah that's the that's the main difference but um yeah so that part was kind of interesting the uh sabine slowly starts getting the hang of it and then you kind of see her snap part way through and then we see ahsoka reflect on that where she says you know um anger and frustration give rise to power but they keep you off balance mm -hmm. um so we're getting a lot of uh, very neat little uh jedi talk things in there um I, I'll, I'll keep doing all the character stories on their own for now, but basically... Can I quickly uh, ask something about the Bokken Saber and like the Zatoichi thing? Sure, sure. Is that better for you or worse for you than Daimyo? <laughs> I'm like, so it's better. Thing. It's yeah, better for me. It's better. It's absolutely... Well, because they never call it a Bokken. That's that's a big thing. I mean, if they right? did, I'd be like, okay, cool. Like, they call it like Bokken Saber? The, but it's, it's the little... setting as well, right? Because yeah, yeah. they're actually training and fighting and using it yeah. in the context yeah. of that situation and like there's inspiration from the original stuff of like samurai film and stuff coming exactly. into it like well, there's yeah. inspiration there was like jabba the fuck is a daimyo yeah, jabba the daimyo yeah exactly yeah. like in in that sense kire bugs me a little bit because like oh yeah. do the beautiful strike yeah it's a little bit i mean sure you know there's leeway there it, it wouldn't be the first time someone's described the strike is beautiful right mm -hmm. um Bulkin is fairly fine, right? It's it's a little it's a little bit on the nose. Same with Zatochi, but like, yeah. sure, I, I get it, right? Daimyo really bugs me it's because just... Daimyo means it's well, it's warlord specifically. Yeah. If it was, it would still be a little bit cringy. If it was Oyabun, Oyabun is more of like a Yakuza crime yeah, boss, yeah. right? Then it makes more sense to me. I well, but I, I felt like. Just, they couldn't say it together. Wasn't it not easily enough? For I thought that. it was like yeah, there was just right. like no Japanese connection there that really pissed you yeah. off. But like, yeah. if they used the it's proper actually, terminology that would make sense, that yeah. would make more like that'd be better for you, even if it yeah, was the that. The Jedi are warrior monks. Like... No, no, no. I mean, like Jabba and like Tatooine's like underworld and stuff like that. There's nothing that has yeah. tied to it at all. Is this crime well, villain? Crime boss is is fine, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, if it was something where it was like 
what you could picture in a desert setting, like you know, maybe something that's based off. I call him the Mujradin or something yeah. like that. <laughs> something that's more so that makes more sense for for yeah, you know a desert setting. planet. It's just so weird to hear on the notes when it's so, yeah, and it's yeah. a giant slug man. It's like, <laughs> are you? Because it, it, it would be like it would be like oh yeah, our knight commander Jabba the Hutt. It's like what? <laughs> it's like if he had like the shell hut thing, maybe. It's it's yeah it it Daimyo has too much of a disconnect. Boken Zatochi. Yeah, yeah, I think it's better. It, it definitely sat better with me than it did the other stuff for sure. Yeah, Daimyo, like Daimyo at first, I was like, okay, that's weird. But like the more I thought about it, the more it really started to bug. Yeah, it's just, me. so we'll see sense. with this. But at the moment, it's like, yeah, you know, it's tied to the Jedi. Sure, lightsabers have been a thing forever. Um, but yeah, anyways, so uh, through there as well, we also get uh, a couple of conversations with. Um, Huyang and uh, Ahsoka and Huyang, I'll talk about it later, but Huyang's quickly is starting to replace K2SO as my favorite smarmy droid. Yeah. Um, they, they have a couple of talks. Um, Huyang says a line that actually made me burst out laughing um, where he's basically saying, oh yeah, she, like, the Jedi Order would not accept Sabine. What yeah. I told her because <laughs> Ahsoka's like, you you were too hard on her. And Huyang's like, no, I'm, I was perfectly honest. The Jedi would not accept someone like Sabine. And Ahsoka's like, yeah, well, you know, I don't want her to be a Jedi. And Huyang goes, well, that makes sense. You come from a long line of non-traditional Jedi. And I was like, holy shit, don't <laughs> like burn, non-burn there. And I was, right. I, at first, I thought Togruta, because of the stuff in the High Republic, mm -hmm. where they weren't part of, like, no, the Republic and stuff like that. But I was like, oh, no, no, she just means the yeah. Jedi that were training each and other. Anakin, yeah. Yoda, Qui-Gon. Dooku, you could even argue, all very non-traditional, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. hey, Yoda kind of, I, I don't, I think Yoda's I more take Yoda out of it. No, I think there's some stuff with Yoda, but... Non-traditional and then doing the things that he should do, he doesn't. And yeah, that's, that's what I mean. Yeah, 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 very non-traditional. So yeah, four, four to five generations of non-traditional Jedi, so yeah, it's a, it's a fair point, but um, yeah, at the same time as, like, they're doing all of that, um, Ahsoka also has a talk with Sabine about how to, to better come to terms with using the Force, um, and at the same time with that, we then switch to Hera, who is uh, petitioning, and she's back. And I mean, the actress does a great job, but the character herself, Mon Mothma, is back to not do anything. Uh, that's basically what Hera's scene is, where she Chancellor basically... Mon Mothma. Yeah, yeah Chancellor Mon Mothma. Because uh, Leia didn't contribute to the war. Don't forget the um, other three assholes. Yeah, seriously. Well, they're all, it's, it's... I have another it's, question for you about that, actually. Their names, if you want me to say them. how you felt about that, too. Or they're, they're, yeah, so basically she's talking with these senators about Thrawn coming back. None of them believe her. They don't want to give her, Hera, any of the power for it. Mom Moth was like, yeah, let me talk to them. I'll convince them to do nothing, too. Um, <laughs> we, have, we have three senators. Senator Ziona, yeah. which is the one that's, like, talking to Hera. Yeah, we have yeah. Senator... Who I realize from Resistance. Right. Uh, you pointed that that's, out. That's, yeah. by the way, that is um, the main character's dad. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, Kaiziona, yeah, whatever. and so uh, the the female uh, senator is Rodrigo, mm -hmm. and the other is guy. She, or sorry, is she Corellia's senator? Uh, it kind of no information. Because like, oh, they were talking about the shipyards, and she was getting really defensive. Yeah, about yeah. First so it was like, cool, you're the Corellian senator. And we have Senator Mawood. <laughs> Mawood. <Okay>. Mawood. <laughs> I guess. The, um, He's I can't remember what they're called with the three eye stocks. Aqua something? Oh, no, Brand? I didn't get him on that. I right. should find oh, him. Okay. It was the other human guy. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Let me see if I can find the other guys, the, the three-eyed so guy. I have a question about uh, 
Zenodo or whatever. Mm-hmm. Are they from Trandrilla as well? Ziono? Uh, yeah. Ziono is from... There's a there's a reason behind this question, and I think you you know what it is. Man. His name is Hamato Ziono, and he is from. Oh fuck! How's the oh. prime? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, he's Kazuna Ziono's dad. I, I thought you were gonna but say him, something else. To be fair, Kaz and his dad do not get along. He's like his dad is just as much of an asshole in that show as he is in this. So like it is canon that he's an asshole. I believe it. The only so. thing that was bugging me was just like. I thought he was gonna be Chandrilla's senator since the since the chancellor can't be one mm. for their own because uh, they have him now. Andor set a precedent for Chandrilla. The mm. Noma was just like, mm, really, you guys are doing that. Um, oh, the grand senator does not have a name, by the way. And. Oh. He shows up wearing this pseudo kimono thing, and I'm just like, oh well, Chandrill is already being set up as yeah. kind of Japanese esque. Yeah, yeah. And then, what you mean? The fuck you mean? You're from Hosnian Prime? The fuck out with that. <laughs> so I see that. I'm just like, okay. So we want to be on the nose, but not too on the nose. But what? Like, yeah, yeah. What are we just like deciding when and where we want to do this? Like, <laughs> it, it didn't. It didn't bother me that much, yeah. but I had the thoughts came up because it, they've been doing it. Yeah, that would have been hilarious. Like, obviously, I'm not accusing the show of this, but that would have been hilarious. Like, look, look, Chandrilla is not just white Japan. Like, <laughs> but, but that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was it. I was just like, come on, like, let's see, let's see. Yeah. Let's see oh no, right? Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. So fine, whatever. It's 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 interesting. The more I think about Chandrilla, it's it's kind of um, it almost reminds me of like how the Mandalorians are like a mix between like knight orders and samurai yeah, yeah. where chandrilla is like a mix between like feudal europe and feudal japan it almost yeah. feels like mm-hmm. um like a lot of those things overlap which is pretty it's interesting, interesting combination yes. yeah um I, I will be clear Ch- nothing in andor's chandrilla has bothered me at all it's all perfect it's very fine. stylish and like yeah. it kind of like the vibe fits <laughs> i guess yeah, I was just waiting to see how far they wanted to extend that. Right. It, 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 if 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 they'd done a book of Boba Fett and been like, "Oh yeah, Mon Mothma's the Shogun of yeah. Chandrilla," then I would have been like, "Now get out of here." <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, so sure. but, yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's like, uh, show your cultural appreciation some more, right? There. Appropriation, <laughs> more like. No, uh, no, no, it's, no it's, it's Filoni. I'm gonna start with appreciation and see how far yeah. Disney takes it. Yeah. Appropriation. Yeah, 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 yeah. you know what I mean. The two A's are very, very similar and very dangerous. Yeah. So what what happens next? <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, after they we get that um, little scene of Mon Mothma, um, Hera leaves the room, and we get to see a cameo hey. of a slightly older uh, Jason Sindula. Yeah. Um, me and my brain had forgotten that his name was Jason, so as soon as I heard that, I was like, Jason Solo? Oh, yeah, Zendula. <laughs> and Jason basically runs up and is like, uh, Mom, I heard Sabine's becoming a Jedi. Can I do yeah. that too? And I was like, don't don't go to Luke. Just do it. just learn learn from somebody who isn't Luke, because uh, we know what happens as long as the sequels are canon. It'd be interesting yeah. if Ezra gets uh, to train him. That'd be fucking... Well, that would be pretty cool. That's the thing, right? Okay. And I, you, you gotta start laughing when he's just like, oh, "I want to be one too." He's like, "You'll probably be one before Sabine." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being K- the son K- of a Jedi. Was a pretty powerful force user. To be so. fair, too, like Jedi weren't supposed to have kids, so it's like this is like probably the first, apart from the Skywalker kids, that had like force parent, force instead of parents, right? Yeah. Because you have yeah, you have like Kanan as a parent, and then you have Luke as the parent for. 
Yeah. For who? Not Miss Cannon. Well, Anakin yes. being the father yeah. for it. Yeah. And then, and um, then you have, uh, you know, Leia being the, the mother of the Solos, so... I mean, there's one the other because yeah, there's right. one other that they just don't like to talk about because Master Kiati Mundi is also able to break the rules. Right? Yeah, but that um, isn't canon as far as we're known, <laughs> right? That was in EU stuff, right? E, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if they talked about that. So for anybody, who let that stay in love. <laughs> sure, sure. Uh, the one thing that we don't yeah, want to bring over. They're trying to make him Vulcan, basically. Yeah. And uh, yeah, this, that's a fair point. Ugh. Yeah, in in the EU, Kiati Mundi had a lot of wives, and there's, mm. it's, a, it's a whole weird thing with Syrians. Fair but, enough. Um, yeah, so so yeah, in canon, because I the think only people right. who are gonna pull Syrians are Syrians. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that sounds so wrong. <laughs> it's a race in Star Wars, so, not Korean, the people from it, Earth. It's a C, yeah, yeah, yeah. C, e, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I was no, waiting no, for you guys yeah, to pull that in. That. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, good. That. I'm glad we made yeah. that. You know, Kiati Mundi, the super tall head. Yeah, you know, it's it's un- it's it's unfortunate. But yeah. Now that you think about it, there's too many. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. It is very close, right? But I mean, come on, we're talking about the universe where one of the the um, separatist uh, senators was named Chu Mai after the Chinese dumpling. Fucking dumpling! Like, what is yeah. that? It's it's not like oh, there's a lot of times that names interlap in this or daimyo. Uh, you know, keep going back to one. Come back, you know. Come back. <laughs> it is, you know, it it is oh, what it is. Shit. Um, but yeah, so basically, uh, while they have that, or while they have that talk, we cut back to Ahsoka uh, talking with Hu Yang a little bit more about um, Sabine's training and certain other things. Sabine basically uh, is called in to the cockpit because Ahsoka says, oh, we have a message from Hera. Uh, and Hera basically is like, hey, uh, the New Republic's useless. You guys are on your own. It's like, cool. The New Republic keeps doing exactly what I expect them to do. You can tell Hera is like super disappointed with that. She's like, this is fucking bullshit, man. Yeah. Well, you yeah. heard her in the, in the, the when meeting. you're talking and that was beautiful. It's like, we're in the war. Did you yeah. participate or did you sit on the no. sidelines waiting yeah, for your opportunity? Would win. It was yeah, the exactly. He didn't say a word. Out. And the yeah. other senators are just kind of like, Oh shit, she knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I fought yeah, for this shit talking. and I'm trying to keep it that way. This is a oh, threat. Well, yeah. Now it's the time of the senators to be like, you guys fucked up the last time. This is the one thing with yeah. the Empire that I agree with, where it's just like, you are all self serving bastards. And the worst case of you wasn't even somebody evil like that. And you know who it was? You should be mad at this, Dan, because if you were in that world, you'd probably be a Twi'lek <laughs> and you would have wanted to <laughs> murder. Yeah, sorry. I don't, yeah. Want to say, I don't even want to say his name. Senator Omos. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it's it's something that that I keep thinking about because it's handled better in the EU. Just how fast the New Republic goes to shit. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's so fast here. It's it's like within five years, even less than that at this point. Like, yeah. No, Jakku happened a few years after, and then there was a few after See, where we are. But now. like the, the incompetence just seems to have started straight from the beginning. It's because the people. I think it's because the senators that were biding their time like this. Once they're like, oh, now we can come back and we can take advantage of the situation, and like everyone trying to take advantage of the situation for themselves causes this kind of bullshit. The inherent problem. Absolutely right. Like I mean. Um, I, I mean, I think it's because everything so far has been bureaucratic bullshit. I think it's because we've got movies that take place thirty years from now. It's where true. It's already been fucked up, so we yeah. can we, we have, have, we have to, to yeah, we, destruction. Absolutely, but you can't not um, have some sort of precedent for that. I, I agree with you that it's very quick. Yeah, but I feel like it makes yeah. sense when they point out, like, yeah, some senators didn't really 
participate and they just waited for their time to shine and yeah. they took advantage of that and they're like yeah, oh I, yes everything is great we're all happy let's demilitarize it's, it's, let's it's do something, all of this it's something i want to talk about later on because yeah. like it's a whole thing that Absolutely. really bugs me with, with with this setup but yeah and i think i think we might be on the same wavelength for that yeah. but i'll let let's the synopsis go by let's continue yeah um but yeah so now that they know that they're not getting any help um basically right at that point they uh ahsoka and i think it's who yang realized that they're the oh sorry the message cuts out and they realize they're being jammed so they drop out right at the edge of the dakar I, I can't remember the system name it's like dakarin or something Denab. Denab. uh they drop right at the edge of the Denab system uh, we do get a funny scene where sabine's like why are we dropping out this far back and who yang's like oh yeah well, standard yang? Jedi, yeah oh, standard God. Jedi protocol uh which will come back later um, but yeah, so they go in closer to investigate, but uh, Shin and Marok and a couple of the fighters look real weird this episode. They are very They're much similar to like old Spitfighters. The fighters. Knights of Ren. Yeah, right. Well, it, it made me feel like those those like speed like those ships were very much like the old like World War like two. That, that's, planes, yeah, like dogfight planes. They have like puckle guns. Yeah, on and I was like, yeah, they right. have the circular front and everything. Like that is like very much similar to those. It, it looked like to me like it looked like if the cloak shaped fighter and yeah what you were saying the f4u corsair uh like merged and had a child like a weird fusion dance child yeah um, yeah because they've got that weird like car grill that like the the corsair didn't have but it did it's it's got that big kind of circle with the propeller on the front um and it did have either twin guns or i think it's twin guns or torpedoes my my uh american world war ii what the plane knowledge is not super strong but... so quick quick point here apparently there's a mm. bulabab 22 heavy starfighter like general grievous's fighter in this episode oh i didn't notice that i didn't either but apparently it was in there hmm. um no, interesting I'm, I'm not sure when that would have been but i will I try and like track it down um but yeah so we got a bit of a dog fight uh it's a neat kind of thing because it starts off with sabine and ahsoka not really kind of tripping over each other as sabine's manning the back turret um, but as Huyang points out that they're all going to die if they don't uh, start working together, uh, they do start working together. They manage to kill all the grunts except for uh, Shin and Maurok. Um, and then they get around to the far side of the planet so they see the Eye of Scion, uh, which does have turbo laser defenses, which is good, because I was wondering, like, please don't tell me you built a giant hyperspace ring with nothing on it. Um, but yeah, so they manage to get close enough to the Eye of Scion to get a full scan, but Right as they get the scan, a turbo laser blast hits the, the T6, um, knocks out Hu Yang, and uh, we basically get a moment where they're dead in the water, but the turbo lasers can't see them anymore. Uh, so Hadi and Marek, and I think, sorry, I think one uh, surviving grunt try to finish them off. Ahsoka comes out in an EVA suit to like distract them. There's a very small detail on the EVA suit that I thought was really fucking cool. Um, which is that you can see very briefly that Ahsoka, the Ahsoka's EVA suit uses small jets of pressurized air to stabilize her. Yeah, that was cool. And I, th I was like, oh, like I thought it was a visual effect, like a glint at first. And then when I realized, I was like, oh, that's super neat. Um, but anyways, so she fights them. She kills one of the grunts with a sick flip, cuts its wing in half. Very Anakin-ish. Um, very close. This is the first time in live action we've seen like characters being outside of a starship in space yeah attacking stuff or like defending against stuff that yeah, was really cool true. and and rebels because ezra does that for a but bit. live action i mean oh true yeah true. yeah yeah i was like yo i wasn't um, expecting that. i'm like i'm so excited 
it looked real good. Um, but yeah, so as that happens, uh, Sabine's able to restart the ship. They get back inside, uh, fly down to the system of Cetos. Is it Cetos? Yeah, Cetos, I think. Um, basically, land, uh, go dark. There's a funny line where, uh, again, coming back, Yang's like, no, you can't shut me down. I have all this info to, to go through. And Ahsoka goes, a standard Jedi protocol. And it's like, you got a... As he like gets shut down during it. Um, yeah, so Shin and Mark miss them uh, because of that. Because they're fully powered down, they bring power back up. Um, Huyang starts explaining that. Oh, I also forgot to mention as they're going down through the clouds, uh, they they basically lose Shin and Mark in a pod of Pergils. Um, it's very cool, very nice seeing them in live action. I, uh, it's funny to me that in live action they literally just look like flying blue whales with uh, tentacle backs. Um, I do have the Bulabab thing. Oh, okay. So the Bulabab, the one that uh, Grievous flies, I just mm. want to double check the picture of it, like, from the movie. Give me one second. Yeah, it kind of looks like a space sports car. So it kind <laughs> of has a similarity to the one that uh, Hottie's flying. I thought she was flying one of the... Uh... It looks... It's different. The ones that they were driving are... It looks like there's some of them. Like, there's a leader of the, each group. And it's... I have a picture yeah. I can show you guys. Um, window. Here we go. You're probably able to see that now. So that's the one she's driving. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah, and then these guys are the cool. ones that are the other ones. But there's another one here that looks like this. So it looks like... And that's any... uh, Yeah, that's Morox. Yeah. So it looks like the squadron leaders are driving these Bulabab like repurposed vessels because like you can yeah. see the vessel here looks very similar and like that's kind of the it's not, the, the, it's it's not exact cockpit. and like it looks like the arms have been repurposed and stuff like that like yeah, almost it, like it look, Anakin's like pod back, racer it looks like the back two-thirds are like, yeah are chip. so it's like a modified Bulabab 22 heavy starfighter but yeah I just wanted to bring that up because it's like where the fuck did we see that I didn't remember that but yeah there that's, you go. Uh, yeah that's interesting yeah um but yeah, so uh, once they're once they've landed and and gone over that, Huyang explains that it is a giant hyperspace ring. It's got seven engines. The seventh is being installed, um, and he's like, "Yeah." A, a, he basically explains that the uh, Eye of Scion will be able to hyperspace jump outside of a galaxy. And when Ahsoka asks if that's possible, he says, "Yeah." Uh, ancient records show that the Pergils were able to jump from one the galaxy migration to routes. Yeah, which was yeah. cool. I thought it was cool. Um, and so it's like, oh, yeah, so that's tying all this together. This is why, you know, the, the um, this is why the Pergils, I guess, took Ezra and Thrawn to this other galaxy. It's all kind of coming together, which is pretty decent. Um, yeah, so basically, as they're talking about this and finding these revelations, Bean and Ahsoka are both talking about how they haven't seen Pergils since Ezra, um, it then cuts to Bayam. Uh, back at where he was last episode with uh, the, the, I don't know how many HKs they've got left uh, and a bunch of the mercenaries and he's basically like, ah, oh, the Jedi are hiding in the forest, go and kill them and and I think the guy says Ichuta, which is Tuscan, or... It's Hatties. Hatties, yeah, so I was like, oh, so are they cartel guys, or like, who who are yeah, these? Yeah, I think they're mercenaries, it sounds like they're mercenaries, like it, it feels yeah. like that's just hired hands like they don't seem like they're sith or like any sort of yeah. affiliation to like hati or marak or uh balin yeah so, so, yeah. yeah and i was like oh i know that um but yeah so that's basically where the episode ends um so yeah overall like 
Dan mentioned before, like very short episode. Um, not a ton really happens, which is a little bit disappointing, but um, we do get some nice character development scenes. I like how we're starting to get past the uh, Sabine and Ahsoka have tension. Um, yeah, I mean, outside of all that stuff, I'm trying to think if there's anything off the bat for me that really uh, stood out. But I think the only other Easter egg, and it's not really an Easter egg because it's front and center, is that when we first see Hera, uh, we see the fleet that she's with, and there's a bunch of A-wings that fly by. And I think I might I might have been wrong, but I'm pretty sure I saw a Hammerhead Corvette in in with their fleet as well. There's a few. Yeah, there's a Hammerhead that kind of passed by, and there's like the medical mm -hmm. frigate stuff. Oh, the Nebulon bees. Yeah, uh, yeah, I actually missed that part, but um, yeah, and then a couple of the new sequel trilogy cruiser thingies. There's a lot um, of cool little like Easter eggs here and there this episode. Mm. Um, it was very short, but like we kind of just get like like I said at the beginning of this episode, it feels like it's just a little hop forward. We're mm. just getting the care like we're getting the characters to know what we already know, like the main characters mm. like Ahsoka and Sabine. So I feel like that and like pulling characters out that don't need to be in the story anymore. Like we're just setting up for things. So then everybody's yeah. in the know that needs to be in the know. And the people that don't need to be in the story right now can be removed. Yeah. Like that's basically what happened this episode. Yeah. And, and I definitely agree with that. Like it still kind of irks me quite a bit that Zeb and um, Callus are like, just not even being mentioned. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, I get it. CGI is expensive and most people don't, probably don't remember Callus is technically a ghost. Um, wait, Callus? Yeah, Ghost. Oh, well, I, I meant like uh, like he's like dead. Not, not and he's an like, actual like ghost. He's, he's, yeah, he's just yeah. a ghost. Like uh, he's a yeah, ghost. Yeah. He's a member of the Ghost Crew. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. He's a Spectre. <laughs> Spectre. That's there right. Go, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, you know, outside of that, it you know makes sense. We're, we've got an episodic series. We can't spread out focus with too many people. Um. Is it annoying? Yeah, a little bit, but it, I can live with that. Um, yeah, outside of that, I mean, I, you know, the only other reference I can think of we already talked about, right? The the blind, you know, can't see helmets reference episode four. Right. Um, you know, Sabine even says the, how am I supposed to see out of this thing? Um, yeah, outside of that, that's really all the Easter eggs I can think of. I don't know if you guys saw anything else. That, that hasn't been mentioned. Just the Bulabob that we just discovered, I guess. That's another mm -hmm. one. Uh, Jason being there. Um... I, well, even the dad from Resistance. Is yeah, Ziono. Senator Ziono. Yeah. That was kind of something that we didn't need to see, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all on the same page there. Man, if Dan's even saying that, you know, it's, it's true. Yeah. I, I really dislike... No, honestly, man, like, um... he's, just, he's not a good character. Like, he's a good foil. There's that. He is, he's got precedent to be this way. For mm. sure, especially because we okay. got a little bit more past with him this episode, turn, like telling us he was kind of just sitting on the wayside waiting for his opportunity. Like mm. people like that just aren't in it for the right reasons, right? Yeah. So like you have you have Chancellor Mon Mothma who was in it for the right reasons and now has completely done like a 360. Then you have Senator Ziono who just never was in it for the good reasons and never played a yeah. part, right? I mean, one one would almost kind of expect that again kind of like the eu um once they defeated the empire you kind of shuffle out everybody who was neutral or against the but they need people that's the problem yeah they but they feel like they do 
as we've kind of seen from last episode, it's kind of important to make sure everybody's loyalties are in the right place. And they're, I think, they yeah. work together for a, like what, what they've turned the new Republic into basically was, is not like in the EU, it was, we are going to restore the Republic to what it was before the prequel trilogy so that it's not corrupt. And that we're all working towards a Republic that actually serves the galaxy. Yeah. And they say that in these, but they do you know, not sequel, do it. Exactly. It's just, it's it's more of like, hey, let's just do whatever is the easiest, and like we'll just I don't we'll slap think... thing together. We'll see what happens. Duct tape. Yeah, it's just just whatever works the best, and then if it all falls apart within two years, then uh, let's I take these Imperials and these and these rebellion people and just like tape them together and see what happens. Yeah. Like, but yeah. and here's the thing that in in what we haven't seen across any of these series yet is an actual competent person for the New Republic. Yeah, which is a glaring thing to see because at least you, you show us how disjointed and crazy it is. Show us someone who's actually besides Hera and a main character and stuff yeah. like that, who's actually good at their job, who's trying and doing stuff and not, I don't want to call it woke Republic <laughs> because it's going to defeat the, the it's point just like incompetence Republic because look at, They're trying look to at be, what happened. Yeah. You just, you just finished a war. Yes, there are people working for the Empire for all sorts of different reasons. But you really think, yeah, stay on, our, stay on the Capitol and we'll be together and everything's fine. They have it's very like, high... I understand you don't want to be well, dickheads yeah. to the people who were being that way, but it's just like... You need to vet them. A, you, you put them in a facility kind of like how they did or on... put them in a reconditioning program. No. <laughs> but but, but the jobs that they can do... Yeah. Why the hell? Yes, they may know all the stuff about it and everything like that, but I'm mm. I'm sorry, I'm not putting these people in anything manufacturing. Yeah, we get an Andor that. too, to be completely frank. In like, uh, or sorry, is it Andor? Andor. Well, we we, we get no. Was, what was the series? Andor, but that's that's the also high. just because none of them Mobile care. Fat. No, what was the series that we just watched that had uh, the Doctor Pershing? Yeah, that's Doctor Pershing. Yeah, what, which which series? That's uh, Book of Boba, right? No, yeah, that's, no, Man, that's Mando, Mando season three. three. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I forgot we had Mando season three. It's been a while, uh, but yeah, like that. Seeing that too is like he's also like, and you see like the Imperial uh, presence in those camps, right? Like in those like facilities well, those that they're trying to are... they're trying to bring them into the New Republic, mm -hmm. but like there's some people there that definitely are that still Empire. Yeah, yeah, they're just, but, just but way even in. The people who are in charge are so incompetent that they don't notice right exactly like, where it, it all falls apart and and the funny thing is that the eu actually did something that i was not i didn't like with mon mothma in kind of the opposite way because oh, no. i'm oh, sorry God. i also realized i it's screwed stupid. up names well yeah. and and so so i said Kalamas moss earlier but Kalamas moss isn't the senator of uh Ryloth. he's no. uh orn free ta was the the actual orn free ta, yeah, yeah. i did um, not want to say yeah, that yeah. fucker's name that, that worthless sack of shit but, um but what I actually right? he's a bumbling fool so fat enough to take a shot to the head and survive um, <laughs> anyways um, he's so thick skull he's got a thick yeah, brain basically. Um, the, the thing that I actually didn't like in the EU is that uh, Mon Moth well Mon Motham actually does stuff and does deserve to be chancellor but then at one point she basically goes oh I was too in the rebellion um, I need to step down and we'll let some rando fucker oh, no. Moss take over she kind of has like survivor's guilt a little bit yeah, and it was kind of it was a thing where it was like it, it decimated the fleet. <laughs> well, in the EU, not so much, but um, 
but yeah, in, in in it was also just like, oh, if I'm here, everyone's gonna think of me as like the rebellion warhawk. Yeah. Um. So we'll get this rando dude from where was he? I can't even remember where he was from. It was like all uh, Corellia or Alderaan or what something. What the hell, really? Um. Yeah, Kalamas, who like is okay. He gets a lot better as the series goes on, but like, he's just kind of some guy, and it's like they just kind of pulled him out of left field. Yeah, and it's like I get what you're saying. I would have preferred Mon Mothma stay and be competent. Like yeah. she's in the EU. Because they they tried to go for full neutrality for somebody, but it's just like yeah. what what do you mean? Like full neutrality in a, in a state where you just got a, done with a war of tyrants, yeah. pretty much. I don't I wouldn't want somebody neutral at that point, you know what I mean? To lead the, the new charge or whatever. Keep somebody who knew what they fought for, realized what they fought for are like Leia. Yeah, just just having that sense of that agency and yeah. that understanding of what you went through. Yeah. Um, so yeah, ironically, it, it's like neither Mon Mothma I'm fully behind, but any day of the week, like I something in the middle would be great. Yeah, I will take the competent Mon Mothma over the current one who just kind of stands there. And you know, it, I I feel bad for the actress mostly because it's like you're kind of just. You're playing a character who's super. Passive. You're handcuffed as a character, yeah. essentially. And she, yeah, she did a great job in Andor of showing. She did a great job she... here too, just being her character. Well, it was, it, it was believable. It's just he, sucks. He's, he's making a really good point. Yeah, what he's, yeah, yeah. They they do a really good job in Andor of showing that Mon Mothma is shackled to yeah. what like her position and her role and her family and why she's not doing more in the wider rebellion. It's just a shame. The chancellor that, now. Yeah, as Chancellor, you're still shackled and you're still not doing anything. It's like you're under the bureaucrat's cool. thumb now. But and well, that's the thing, change. right? Like you yeah. have you already have things that show the future and what's gonna happen and everything like that. Now you have something from the past to show there show the difference now. And then that way the series you're working on can show the eventual lead up mm-hmm. to how she is how she should be. And maybe we'll see now. points of where she is like really fighting for stuff or like really putting stuff through well, and then maybe here, here's, it like, changes here's the somewhere thing, right if but you we'll wanted see. to do that instead of sending Hera away to be like well let me talk to them i was like talk to them about it right there you're the fucking chancellor yeah mm-hmm. make a decision yeah and then she doesn't have that power though right consequence but, but, but like, why doesn't she have but like because that's the thing. chancellor like, chancellor palpatine did because he had a state of emergency but, basically right and sure, he had all of the power the problem is now there's no change with the character like it's i get it yeah free and shackled so to then yeah to be what? what to combine both of yours now where it's just like Absolutely. yes palpatine set a terrible precedent but the asterisk there is emergency powers mm. speak to the too far so maybe if you kind of limit what emergency powers can do doesn't mean you can't do anything step up and be fucking chancellor yeah mm-hmm. at least palpatine had the balls to do something <laughs> he, had the, he had the military to do it that's the reg- problem regardless yeah. of if it was the right things or the wrong things or whatever he he put his foot down and made decisions to hell with everything else every time you're there to make a decision that you have some power to make the make an authorized decision you're just like oh democracy democracy yes that's all well and good but you still have final fucking say why the hell aren't they getting help you were part of the war too mm-hmm. you know if she's talking like this Oh, was it? It's just, it's just a back And if it was your son, yeah, what yeah. would you do? Don't, don't hit me up with that bullshit. Or her daughter, like, 
Exactly. Both of you would be trying to scour the fucking galaxy trying to find them. They actually have a legit thing, and they've shown you the hyperspace ring. What the hell so, else are they building it so for? So let me let me put this out. Later in Resistance, what happens is Hosnia Prime gets destroyed. Thank you. Right? Mm. But uh, the Ziono family is off-planet. Naturally. I wonder and why. And since they were off-planet, and Kaz is like, oh my god, what the hell is happening? Why, how, like, are my family, are, are they alive? They get a hold of each other, and his dad's just like, yeah, we've been trying to get a hold of you for days. It's like, yeah. Because you were worried about your kid. Yeah. Normal to be. Yeah. She, it, Ezra's not even her kid. No, it's just fraud like, mate. Found but family. She's more. She's trying to appeal to the threat of Thrawn that he could be to the. If he comes back and sees the New Republic, he'll spend two hours laughing before yeah. anything else. I hope we get to see more of like Zeb in this too, because like we only got to see a little snippet of what he was doing in yeah, the Mandalorian the era. Show, yeah. yeah. <laughs> this is earlier, right? So. And and that's what that's why it bugs me because what he's doing is oh, drinking is in a base. This is later. This, this is after she's that. Chilling. I think. Yeah. This, uh, this takes place either, after. Which either makes it worse. after or at the same time. I think. Which right? makes it's it worse because if he's just yeah. chilling, I'm like, yo, you guys need help. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting all the ghosts together. Well, most of the ghosts. Yeah. Uh, not Zeb. Or sorry, again. Not that guy. Yeah. Not you though. He costs a lot of money for CG. You, you and yeah, exactly. You and Kalos don't really exist. Don't worry about it. It's like, oh, thank, thank you. <laughs> um, but no, I I agree that like they just I want to see somebody confident, competent from the New Republic. It's not Hera because we we know what Hera can do. I just want to see average Joe getting shit done and maybe like you know just be like, hey, yeah, no, this this shit ain't right here. Let me mm-hmm. actually like if I bump it up the chain, I know the top of the chain is full of shit. Let me bring it to General Sindula. Yeah. And then, you know, the here, here's not just me saying it now. Buddy 21499, who's been working at whatever, mm. is telling you now. Is is it my bias still? Or 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 are you going to listen to fucking reason? Yeah. yeah. Finally. And know? and that's that's the other thing that's kind of Of course, weird. it'll be too late, but. Oh, yeah. You know. I think that's but the one thing I'm going to hate about this this whole era is the politics around it. Even worse so than it, before. It's, yeah, it's just because it, it continues to highlight the problems of the sequel trilogy. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, the other thing that... Oh, shit, have I forgotten? Uh, yeah, it's gone. Hosnian Prime. <laughs> no, I, I can't remember. Nobody, nobody um, Prime. Sw- switching, switching to a little bit, though, because I, I mentioned it um, during the synopsis. Yes. Um, for me, at least, like I said, Hu Yang is starting to very quickly replace K2SO as my he's, favorite. They're both like, really good, enjoyed. but he's cool. Yeah. But who, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, he he does such a good job of just having this like dry, smarmy wit. But also, kind of like the the thing I think that I like is that K two S O would get kind of, and it was it was his own charm, right? Kind of indignant and belligerent when his own logic flaws were pointed out. Um, I like how Hu Yang. Uh, it, it's the, it's that technically you're correct, the best kind of correct like, yeah. from Futurama. Yes. Yeah. Um, because yeah, he's he goes, Oh well, you know, we have to get we have to get closer. It doesn't matter if we're in danger, we have to get closer so I can finish their scans. Oh, why are we doing uh why are we at the edge of the system? Well, Jedi protocol. And then you know, he's saying, No, I've got so much information to work on. And so he goes, Yeah, sorry, shut down his Jedi protocol. And he's like, Oh yeah, fair. Yeah. <laughs> Just, he's like, like not that. saying it because he doesn't want to, but it's also yeah. like, Yeah, you need to. So, yeah. Okay, that's, yeah, that, that's right in your wheelhouse of humor though. Yeah, too, absolutely. Oh yeah, oh, I love that dry bluntness. So yeah, just being like, how do I square up? You're you're beautifully mediocre. I think we can one. say for you, the temple you would not have passed temple training. It's like oh my god. Man. I think we can say for a fact Thanks, that like droids yeah. in all Star Wars media recently have been really good. 
Like we had the one from Ooh. Bad Batch that was uh, what was his name? Ko, like that. Oh, racer droid which... that we all loved. The one that was like the riot racer pilot that like exploded like six times. Oh, I thought oh, I was going to like. Um, no, I liked that. He was good. You were John Ralphio. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really good. I mean, we have Chopper back. Obviously, Chopper's a fucking amazing mm -hmm. droid. We have KTSO. We have this. I mean, we have a lot of things to look forward to in terms of like that kind of creativity and that aspect of Star Wars too, which I I, I appreciate mm -hmm. it. Like, I gotta give props Can you to the people that do that it well. BB-8 was just made for kids. Because yeah, it was cool. all the personality that was these like, these ball days. droid. What does that mean? What, what's his personality? What's be, his personality between like the pilot light thumbs up? To be fair, yeah. though, like that's when like we had like the technology where, like at the time when BB-8 came out, we had these like little toys that were called Spheros, right? Which are little robots that you can program to do stuff, right? That you was like the said? height of like elementary technology, and that's yeah. it. And they Boy. made they made. Yeah. Like a BB-8 version of that after the movie. Of a toy. Absolutely. Just sell more toys. Absolutely. But he's a cool droid regardless. Because and, yeah, when it's R2 definitely the middle finger. Through, mm. it's when when R2 and all of them were there, it was just like, yeah, you might get models and stuff like that, but not remote controls. People were building their own because it was cool. BB-8 came as a remote control Spiro. Mm. Yeah. Because it's, it was a toy to tie in because Disney money. Yeah. Like, it, it's, 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 the, it's the Star Wars curse of... How obvious is it that this was put in for for marketing and money, right? The porgs, like BB-8, Porgs, BB-8, yeah. yeah. And I'm I not mean, the saying Porgs that... were a really good solution to what they had problems with, though, with, during filming. Sure, yeah. It's because of all the poffins, right? Yeah, um, I will say the original trilogy and the prequel trilogy are not free of that. No, oh, no. Not, you know, for every pod racer that blends in beautifully, we've got the Ewoks. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, right? Again, for every, um, any of, just look at any of the Empire's firecraft or starships. Mm -hmm. We've got the Gungans. I, was, I knew they were yeah. coming. I was going to say yeah, it if you didn't. Great. So. It's unfortunate, but, I mean, Jar Jar was made for kids. It's glaringly <laughs> obvious. So it... Sorry, give me one second. <laughs> I saw I was watching it the whole yeah. time. This is the freak out from the... <laughs> The door, the door. Who's at the door? Who's at the door? Protect. Mean, oh, the door. Meanwhile, Ziggy's trying to claw through the, her backdrop. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been looking at her through this as well. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she's trying. To, I, I think it's a cruel background sometimes because she's just trying to get yeah. to the mountains. Yeah. But it yeah. helps her get exercise, so it's like it's it's double edged, but good for you. It's yeah. just it's 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 minor illusion. That's just, that's it. Just be happy that she's not as she doesn't have the toe pads that Trico does. Because I came down last night to miss the cage, fully upside down, staring at me like, "Help, father, help! I'm stuck." And I was Girl, like, "What do you?" Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "You got up there somehow. I don't get know how to get down. you down." Every time I try to get her from upside down, she's like, "No, oh, I'm being eaten." And I'm like, "All right, well, you almost hurt yourself last time, so you figure it out yourself this time." <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about predictions now, because considering there's only what six episodes, uh, eight, eight. Let me We're double check that. I believe it's five left. Right. So in this whole time, they've been talking about finding eight. Yeah. We know we knew going into this series, it was going to be about them at least trying to find Thrawn or Ezra or whatever combination of the two. We know now that other forces are looking. Not maybe not necessarily Empire. Remnant. I, I, it, I remnant. Yes, but like in terms of like who's trying to commission what's your face to actually build the ring to go right and why oh, the mercenary she's just doing it herself and that's what it seems yeah. like the mercenary yeah. jedi 
who are there just kind of like, we're here to help and procure the things you need for money. Right. Mm. So it's just like, we're there yet. We saw the remnant in Mandalorian. Yeah, we did. And like the, the, the shadow council. Out, yeah. How are we going to get him? Whatever, whatever. But they never actually like said plan zero nine or two was in effect or whatever. So yeah. I can't remember Operation Necromancer. The the weird the weird nice thing, thing is that it, yeah right. Um, the weird thing w- seems to be that Gideon and Morgan are working in like cahoots. in like parallel tangents. Like they're not. I think they were cahoots. Were they not? Like, no, because he was doing the stuff with the Mandalorian things to try and make the armor and clone himself and get everybody kitted out in these new mm. Imperial Mandalorian. Yeah, I guess armor. he had his own initiative. There was so a guy. There, had, there was a guy. He was working against the guy that was like Thrawn's lieutenant. Remember that? What's Pellion. his name? Yeah, Pellion. yeah Pellion. Pellion. I think Pellion is definitely working with Morgan. That's who I was thinking Maybe. of. Maybe, I, yeah. but, but for that, then I'd love to see him make a cameo on Absolutely. her. Absolutely, I think that will definitely like, happen. It's a big enough like, ship. I miss his word. Let's bring him back. Yo, bring, bring Pelion. What, what would have been? Oh, I just thought of something, and it's like it's disappointing that it probably won't happen. But what would have been awesome is if you know Harrison's the task force has to stay behind for X Y Z reason, mm. and the task force shows up, and then Pelion's ship shows up. Yeah, to counter them for the eye of the the eye of with Sion. the with the Chimera. Or yeah. did the Chimera go through? No, the Chimera, no, the Chimera went, left. Yeah, yeah. But, but you know, back. like, yeah. Well, I, I'm trying to think of, like, what's a word? Like, the Hydra or something, right? Well, the Hydra's not we, a tiny Chimera, If we get to see like that, right? the Chimera in live action, dude, everything's going to be feeling so good. <laughs> like, honest to God. It's just the design on the yeah, bottom. It's, it's just, the, yeah, yeah, but it's just, like, the live action version of that's just so cool. Like when we it's saw it on the Mandalorian like one when they had, when they had the movie, frigate, right? <laughs> the frigate had the Mandalorian logo on it, like the yes. uh, I, I, know, so. I know what you're yeah, saying. Yeah. It's, it's just a cool like, feeling. It's, it's just like it's, finally it's made its way from a book it's, to it's like how, TV to live action. And I was like, that's just a fun transition. It's just got a decal, that's all. Like, man, <laughs> what if decal makes it? You bunch, know what I mean? You've seen bunches of Star Destroyers in live action. No, already. not this one. Like, and if you were to see it actually do something, you wouldn't be seeing that symbol. You just know it's the live action Eli Banto mm. coming in soon. No, maybe you, you know, I can't say more than that. Not, no, I actually really like Eli. Eli's great. Grow, I love Eli. He grows on you so much that it's just like he's great. But well, situations. Yeah, the voice took a while, but it, yeah, you it get got used to it. Wild Space. Now I'm a member of Wild Space. Um, okay, you guys no, are used to Red Dead, so it's all good. Oh, fuck. Red Dead's amazing. But that's a whole other time. Most of the characters in Red Dead don't have a southern accent. Oh, that's fair. It's really Mr. Vanderlyn, and I'm going yeah. to tell you something about what you're going to see in this crick over here. Well, I was, I was going to say, who is... It's really just like Uncle, I think. And Uncle has a very subdued... Uncle Arthur accent. has one. Arthur a, a little bit. heavy one. Like the guy you Leviticus Cornwall does. <laughs> Leviticus Cornwall. Leviticus I don't care how name. terrible he is. That, that name, the first time I heard it, I was like, this, you should be doing good. Th- with a name like that, fuck, that opens all the doors. <laughs> there, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny because in Red Dead, I think there's more French accents. Oh, distinctly French. But yeah, you know, Southern French. All the same thing. <laughs> Yeah, all the same thing. <laughs> well. No, it's not. Um, but yeah, I think that does it for this episode. It was definitely a shorter one, not as much to talk about. Oh. Ed wants to say one oh. more thing. I was going to say we didn't do predictions yet. Oh, yeah, oh, true, yeah, yeah. true, 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 true. We did yeah, little things, but 
Yeah, I mean, I that's what I was leading to. Like, we only have X amount of episodes left. So it's yeah, just yeah. like, in terms of that, they need if they're going to start to do things, they need to start to do things a little quickly. Like, we can't have another A to, point A to B episode unless mm. it's the, the hyper yeah, it's, it, That's going to be a long... I think that's going to take two episodes to get there. Yeah. So in terms of this season, we'll probably end on some kind of cliffhanger or something like that. Mm. Because oh, unless the last two episodes are like two hours long each to basically be movies yeah. in the season. Do you think that they're um, going to like dock their ship underneath the ring, like on the ring and then go through hyperspace while like docked on it? I, I think either either that, because I did think that as well. Like, or how else are you going to get or there? Or dock onto or, the ship itself mm. because that would be the safer way to get there. Yeah. Or I think they're going to use the pergills. Oh, to, like hitch a ride with them. I mean, Soka would have to be able thing. to do that, though. Like Sabine's oh, yeah, but, definitely not the person to do it. No, like, well, and the person who had the best animal empathy isn't Ezra, Ezra right? Yeah, yeah. Ezra, yeah. Um, but I think Ahsoka could probably do. It. I mean, hey, if Din could do it, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Animal handling, <laughs> just yeah, yeah. I, I, I got a plus six. I mean, hey, if, if 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 uh, Grogu I, can do I it, put my. I put my hand on on the Blurg's forehead, and now we have bonded through the power of helmetless features. Yeah, um, I have spoken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I myself think that it's going to be at least one to two more episodes before they actually make that hyperspace jump. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's going to take another um, episode or two to do it. I think because it's a. They showed you the in the credits like how long that journey is once you get to the edge of the galaxy and go. Mm. It's a long trip. Yeah. And like, yeah. if you think about how long sometimes these hyperspace jumps can take in Galaxy, going to another Galaxy, especially if yeah. you don't have the hardware to do it very well. Well, and that's why this thing is so gigantic, right? So that yeah. might have an effect on speed and time. Like, mm. land now. inside of a Pergil's mouth and just hope for the best. Hey, if it does, it's had to carry you that way. <laughs> um, the one thing I keep seeing is just like, Maruk has had so many close calls with dying. Yeah. That like... <laughs> Because he looks so generically like the other ones, just with a different helmet, it's just like you're probably going to be first to go, but you'll probably hang back to defend the ring or whatever before as they jump, and then they'll get rid of you and try to follow the jump. Yeah, he's definitely the most expendable out of the three. I remember what I remember from hyperspace rings is funny because Jedi starfighters needed to use them because they didn't have a built in hyperdrive, right? Yeah, that's what I was like. Um, What are they attaching to this thing when I first saw it? They launch with them and then they just disengage from the ring and fly off and do whatever they have to do. Mm. So it's just like the only thing is that depending on the ship they used to get there, they would absolutely have to be on that ship. You can't attach to anything else. You have well, to be on that ship, no? Yeah, that's true. Well, no, so sorry. Actually, uh, that that point is true. It's the, the thing I thought uh, this episode was, what if the whole reason they built the Eye of Scion was to attach it to the Chimera? To pull it back. Yeah, yeah I can see so that then, if the right. drives are destroyed, which we don't think it, they are. It'd be freaking even hilarious if they, if they pull yeah. back an empty ship because they're not on it. Yeah, yeah right. Um, but even without the drives, like it didn't make the jump to hyperspace, right? The Pergils did. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You need um, something bigger to bring it back. Yeah, so I could see that. Like, oh, we built it so we could bring you back. Thra- oh, God, it's just the ship. Yeah. <laughs> because, like, communication... Like, oh, and just the bridge made it. Okay. As soon yeah. as they make the link, communication might be there. Mm, and so but true. there's no relay or anything to boost the signal boost the power unless it's the ship itself that's going to act as wonder, one like like a like a hot spot i wonder if they're going to bring like parts with them to be able to potentially repair it like chimera yeah, to get it space worthy again because the bridge that is completely be, exposed right so it's like so 
So to sum it up, what we need to, what we need to know is whether they're going or taking, and that that can really put us on a level of okay, what can we expect them to do if they're going? Then I would be like, yeah, they should have parts and everything like that just in case for an imperial scale would be class. nice at least. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but if if it turns out they're just pulling it here, that's fine. I don't think they they better have that ring way 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 off from planet because they could be bringing a lot more than just a ship and they probably won't realize that. Yeah. So because like the question is is did the star destroyer when it came out of you know Purgle space, for lack of a better term, was it left in space and it crash landed on a planet, or, or it was it landed on a planet by the Purgle? or whatever because we know the purgle enter atmosphere yeah. from this episode and from rebels um which i thought it was really cool to see the live action purgle that was awesome i forgot to mention that that was really really cool i thought they'd be more purple like big blue wheels yeah they were oh, like yeah, pretty gray tone right so um mm. but i was like expecting yeah, not them as to be... colorful as last time yeah but i mean there might be a reason for that or it might be because they're not jumping into hyperspace or in space that kind of thing yeah. Um, but I thought it was really but, cool yeah. to see them and like using them as like almost like the Kessel Run Maw thing where they're like going around all the different oh, obstacles yeah, and stuff like that. Right, the weird space kraken. <laughs> yeah, that kind of thing. That's kind of cool. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, we're gonna have five more episodes of this, and I'm excited to see where it goes. I've been excited for this the whole time. We'll get to see oh, yeah. Thrawn soon, and I'm fucking so down to hear him in live action and see him. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so good. It'd be so good. <laughs> but with that said, guys, I think that does it for this episode. Let's get into the outro. Welcome to the outro of the podcast. Um, thank you so much for listening to our episode discussion about the Ahsoka Part 3 episode. Time to fly. Uh, we have lots of... Um, uh, theories reasons why we are excited for the next few episodes and if you also want to let us know what you think of this episode and what you are predicting comes next or if you made connections to maybe some other material that we didn't this episode please let us know and ed will let you know how to do that ed absolutely for all this information and every other product we have you can find over at voicetheforce.com if you want to contact us through email, we are connect at voicesoftheforce.com. If you're more of a social media buff, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. Our handle is at voiceforcepod. So anything that we post that you retweet, repost, could be our new episode tweets, could be something funny we found, could be news about new series and stuff like that. Anything you do with those does really help you grow in our listener base and we very much appreciate it. Like Noma said earlier, we are on Twitch. We stream Tuesdays and Fridays, sometimes Saturdays. Keep your eyes on Instagram for when we will be going live with those. And please listen, rate, review, follow, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, and all major podcast platforms. Now, if you do leave us a five-star review and a comment, it will help with visibility. And once you do subscribe or follow for free, you will get the latest episode as soon as it releases. Thank you so much, Ed and Noma. And remember, time to fly. <laughs> Burgos. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Blue whales. <laughs>